Hey guys, this is me. Did you move today? Hey guys, today I have Marcia. Uh, hey Marcia, how are you? Hey, great. How I'm are you? excited. I'm excited. Uh, so thank you very much for uh, taking the time to be in my podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm great. Also. So awesome. So guys, just so you know, uh, Marcia Scroggs, right? I, am I pronouncing it right? Scroggs? Cool. Yep, Scroggs. She's a graduate. She graduated uh, from Columbia College, Chicago. Um, she did dance in women's gender studies. Um, she's native of Chicago's south suburbs. She holds great passion for writing, performance, and social political storytelling. She's an artist and movement researcher. She has had the opportunity to study under the great instruction of Kevin, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, Kevin Jeff. I Great, yep, awesome. I uh, Gary Abbott, Darty McGinley-Gallivan, I love the Darty. Jaole, yes. um, Daryl Jones, I love Daryl Jones, and Thomas DeFrance, among many others. She currently... She currently she dances alongside local choreographer Kiara Collins, Ground Rhythm Dance Project, and Red Clay Dance Company. She too teaches dance instruction to children and teens of Chicago and its surrounding communities. She seeks to challenge in positions and alter images of black being and black womanhood. Marcia looks forward to continuous growth, teaching and community building, and remains struck by thought-provoking nail clenching raw art especially those of the black women's existence so i'm super excited to have you here again um so if you can just tell me a little bit more about you i know i just read the bio um so tell me mm -hmm. about your like movement journey when did when did it all started and how how did you decide hey this is what i want to do wow um so i started moving really young really young and my journey is very different from your typical dance maker or performer um so growing up on the south suburbs i never had the consistent opportunity to be within a studio uh, which i think i value that even more you know I, i value that experience even more now that i now that i can reflect on that um so yeah i didn't grow up in a studio setting and um but i would always move around that always like turn on the TV, like, as young as, like, three, four, I would turn on the TV and, like, find something and, like, try to manipulate it or try to, like, do the same thing or, um, yeah, or I would just, like, turn on the YouTube or something like that and move along with it very young. And then I noticed that it became a passion and my mom noticed it, too. And so um, growing up, I would always dance and then... Um, It was. It wasn't until high school that I had my first ballet class, and then um, it, it's a very funny story. In high school, I was a part of cheerleading team because where I went to, we didn't have like a dance team. We weren't like fortunate to have that. Um, the closest thing to that would be like the majorette team or something like that. Um, and so I was on cheerleading, and then I switched over my last year. Um, And I transferred my passion into theater arts. And so then I got interested in acting and performing. Um, and then it wasn't until my junior year that who, like, created this. I feel like she was the catapult of, like, this entire experience. I met a woman named Armitrice. And she 
she basically opened the doors for me like like when I say she opened the door she opened the doors for me and it was so random how I met her and um she invited me to her studio to perform for this this uh grand performance that she had for her company and within that experience I got offered to go to um what's his name Scalar, I got I got offered to go to to New York with Peter Scalar for their beginnings workshop, which is like dance, um, acting, improvisation oh, wow. based, mm-hmm. all in. Yeah, and that was like my first like experience, and I was like, I think that's when we all realized like, okay, Marcia really has like a gift. Like Marcia is really interested in moving. She's really interested in arts, um, and we should do something with that. And that's when I entered into Columbia. So it's like I have a different journey from. Uh, from many people around me, but I think that definitely, that definitely pays a lot. It plays a big role in where I am right now and why, why I strive the way that I do and why, like, I'm still very much so as passionate for it. Like, I had to work for it. Now, there are no, like, there, so basically no studios where you used to live. Or, yes, studios, but, like, far away from each other or, like, very expensive or... Yeah, the issue... Okay, so there's a play between... There were very few, so there's not as many within my Mm -hmm. area, but also you have to think about a black family and the south suburbs, a whole family with um, three children and trying to live. And so we just weren't that fortunate to... Uh, live the studio life and pay out of pocket for classes and such things like that um so instead I would I would learn at home um and then I would be I was also part of like my praise dance team at church and things like that we also had a praise dance team at um in elementary school that I was a part of um and it was like things like that like extracurricular things like that within my community that's what I held on to the most um because financially we just weren't there now what what happened with the um cheerleading because you were doing cheerleading in high school like yeah remit- oh but- <laughs> yeah so um so i was part of i was actually part of uh, cheerleading for seven years i started in uh, middle because school. it's just it's, it's just so interesting um that you i mean two things that i really appreciate like the first thing that you said that it is that's why you really really like you really work for it and and to see where you are right now that's amazing i yeah i would never say that i i couldn't even like um i never imagined that you know and then so i think it's powerful and that and that's why i think your work is powerful and then the second thing is um that you mentioned oh maybe there was no like dance but i was mm. I, you were in the cheerleading team so like how How did that even, like, came into, like? (laughs) Yeah, so um, this actually happened in middle school. So middle school, once again, we we didn't have a a dance team whatsoever. Um, But we had one thing I knew we did have closest to uh, where I was heading, closest to what I was interested in, was cheerleading. And so um, I had audition, and I made the team. Um, and, and funny enough, I actually became captain no, of the team. No, yes. Um, 
And then, yeah, and then um, I auditioned. It was eighth grade. It was the end of eighth grade year, and I had auditioned for um, high school team because I was going to be going to a high school in the south suburbs, and I had auditioned, and um, I had made it. And so the training for that was just, it was crazy, but it was wonderful. Like, it was a wonderful experience. That's when I got into gymnastics more heavily. So um, I had a coach by the name of Coach Griggs, Billy Griggs, mm-hmm. who everyone knows him and loves. And um, she literally, no games when it came to cheerleading. Um, by the way, I went to a school called Thornwood High School in South Holland. And we're very much so, we're not known for anything. We're known for our cheerleading. And so we would go to nationals and uh, we performed in Orland or I'm sorry, Florida, Florida every year. It was just, it was crazy. But every summer we would have to go to these gymnastics camps to get ourselves like prepared for the next season. Um, And that's, that's more so when I got really interested in gymnastics, I'm like, well, what is this feeling? What is this? I like Mm -hmm. it, you know? Um, and so I did that for seven years, I believe, seven years. Um, and then I switched over. I actually, I always knew that I had a passion for theater. Um, I actually took a theater class in high school, which which kind of triggered my interest again. I was, um, I was like, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. So I tried out for, I believe it was performance in the round, which uh, for those theater folks, you'll know the performance in the round is like a round space. It's a round, it's a round stage with the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my first experience. And I was like, I really, I really enjoy this. It was difficult because like, it, it, it definitely challenges you to, to unmask, to be vulnerable yeah. in so many different ways than dance. Like dance allows you to be vulnerable as well, but it, it was just like a feeling I never felt before. Um, and then to share that with everyone else in the space with me was just like, wow. Um, and I think I really enjoyed that. So then I actually, um, after I graduated high school, no, actually it was my senior year. I became part of the summer campaign in the suburbs, South Suburbs. It's called Bahia Productions, mm-hmm. um, which is basically an intern. It's an internship for uh, South Suburban kids, youth, to keep them off the streets, to get them in arts, to keep them active, uh, to allow their passion to come to fruition. And so I became part of that. And that's when I was like, hmm, what is choreography to me? And that's when I got my first steps into choreographing. That was before college, right? Like not that, not even, you were not even in college then. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now. Here. Okay. Now when you, you know, you decide, okay, I'm going to go to Columbia. You go to Columbia and then you decide you pick those two. It was it two majors. Am I, am I right? So. Or was uh, it like a, um, kind of like a concentration or you just like did like multidisciplinary or how, how did that even, how did that work? You know, if Columbia had a woman in gender studies major, I would have double major, but, um, I dedicated my major to dance and then I minored in women in gender studies. That's awesome. Now, why, why did you decide it? What did you decide dance and not theater? Dance yeah. and not theater. There's just, there's this pool. There's this energy that I feel when, when I'm moving, that's just, that's just something that dance is something that I can always go back to. And I feel like it's something 
that that pulls very strongly on my heart. Um, like dance is transformative. It's transferable. It's transformative. It's life changing. It's continuous. And um, I knew specifically that I didn't want to do life without it. Theater is something that I'm really interested in, but I knew I knew that it's something that if I were interested in it, I would pick it up, but then I would leave it. And dance, I felt like, was something more consistent in my life that I knew for sure I needed and I wanted to use. I wanted to use that gift. So, dance it. Yes. That's, that's, um, now when you think about dance, you think about movement, right? Or do you think about what, right. what kind of dance do you think about? Because, like, you know, if, if, if people, if dancers are listening to this podcast, I think the term dance is just so broad, you know, it's so, there's so many things mm -hmm. within that, you know, word. So what do you think about it when you think about dance? Do you think about a specific uh, style or a specific or what? Uh, I, yeah, that's fine. No, I think dance is very, it's very open to everyone's experience. It's very open-minded. Dance, dance breathes, dance lives, and, and dance allows everyone to have a different experience. And so when I think about dance, I think about movement, I think about personal journeys, and I think about just, just experimenting. So that may be, that may be ballet for someone, that may be improvisation for the next. That may be um, someone waking up out of their bed and, find and joy within breath. That may be a yawn. That may be, like, it's very open range. It's very open-minded. And so when I think about dance, I think about different journeys and different experiences with that. So there's no one, there's no one personal experience. I think it's a collective, a collective of personal journeys, a collective of what does dance mean to you and how can you allow someone else to understand why dance means such and such to you. Great. So it's always this interchange and exchange between between people, between journeys, between each other. I wanted to um, tap a little bit into technique and the term technique. Um, just because mm -hmm. I, you know, I feel that we use that word all the time. Um, yeah. And by yeah. we, I don't want to generalize. I mean, maybe some people don't talk about technique. But truth is that is, as a, you know, as an artist, as a um, movement um, person. And, you know, it's just interesting how we keep using this quote-unquote technique term. So mm -hmm. what's technique for you? Is there, is there a specific technique? Um, I mean, from what you just said, you said that, you know, we have to, it's, it's, it's a, it's a self-journey and we have to be open and, and whatnot, but do you think that there is such there is any is such thing as technique? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, when I think of technique, I think of being able to have the facility, facility as far as like within your body, but also I think about facility as in space, and so that doesn't necessarily a studio, it can be a park district, it can be, right, it can be wherever you are. When I think about technique, I think about something that's practiced, that's formed, that's being reformed, that's 
continuous. Um, and I think everyone has different experiences, definitely, for sure, with 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 what technique is and, and how that feels in the body and, and their experiences with that. Um, but it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing. But I will say the one thing that con- that's consistent about technique is that there's always the challenge of being consistent. You have to remain consistent. And also, it's always it's always breathing and changing. Interesting. So are you talking from a um that's interesting that you mentioned the space because I I didn't even I, I don't I didn't even think about space, you know, with the word technique. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just very interesting that you mentioned that. Um, yeah, cause I feel, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like when we, um, I don't want to overgeneralize either, but um, I feel like when we think of, let's say, technique, the first thing that probably comes to our mind is ballet or some contemporary form. Um, and then if you dig deeper, when we speak of ballet, we then think, okay, where is this, where is this technique being, being held? Where is it being facilitated? And then you think, it must be a studio or some space mm-hmm. as such. Um, and now the good thing that the good thing about now is that we have those spaces where you can learn and you can uh, be involved within different communities and um, learn different techniques, whether it be hip hop, whether it be uh, contemporary ballet, improvisation, improvisational contact, improv technique, whatever it may be. Um, we have those spaces, right? park districts we have spaces like um outer space open spaces like that we have um now we're incorporating into schools we're like i'm thankful for where we are right now and um i'm hoping we'll continuously push and push for more art and push for more spaces like that great that that's awesome to hear awesome to hear now how did you um so the way that you think about dance now, is it very mm-hmm. different than from the moment that you started college oh, to the moment yeah. that you, you know, to now that you, is it very different? If so, if yes, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> going even before college, like uh, my understanding of dance was five, six, seven, eight. And (laughs) it was very, everything was rhythmic. Everything was to a tune. Everything was to a voice. Like there was a background, like there was everything. And going into Columbia's dance center. Wow. Like I'm so grateful for that experience. I will have to say going into Columbia's dance center, it just opened up my mind to so many possibilities of dance and and movement. Um, And I'm so grateful for my professors and People like Daryl, Daryl Jones, and Darty, um, and Lisa, and all the good people um, who were willing to show me more sides, more facets of dance. Um, going in, I had this idea that there was just like this constant, everything was on the same rhythm, everything was together, collective. And then I understood that how much vulnerability goes into dance. I understood 
that it told a story, I that there can be a moment for witnessing. I understood composition. I understood like just gestural work, creating gestures and then creating a movement, like a phrase from that. Like what? High school, I, I would have been like, what is this? <laughs> now I'm like, I understand it. I understand that um, the idea of postmodern. I understand um, the idea of multiple techniques and multiple levels of technique. And um, it just very much so, it feeds and it continues to feed me as a, as a teaching artist, as a movement performing artist, um, and as a person. Like it continues to feed me and continues to make me curious about, hey, where am I right now and what, where will I be? Yeah, where will I be two years from now? five years from now with dance. I want to continue growing. I want to continue um, allowing different things to to inform and influence my dance making and to to be able to transform and, and have a voice. So, yeah, I'm just like, wow, I can create a dance out of breath? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wow, dance is like, dance is, dance is human. Dance is lively. Dance is like transferable and I was it's just a whole new perspective on that you can make a dance dance you can make a dance with no sound you can be the sound within the dance right there's so many things that that I'm so appreciative of did did you ever um because of of course you have you have a, a passion and love for uh the process and the choreographic process process correct is that yeah you know what's dance making yeah you know what's funny going in my freshman year freshman sophomore year I was so closed off to that because I think because like yes I did yes I had choreographic experience before I entered Columbia but I think what it was is that I just wasn't as familiar with what I was being fed there. And it took me a minute to understand what that was. And so um, I think I just didn't understand myself. Now as a choreographer, it challenged me to understand that, hey, you can bring yourself and what you, what you knew choreography to be. And you can also allow that to be transformed with what you're being fed, with what you're learning now, and to not be afraid of that. So freshman year, I was like, where am I? what am I doing I am not a choreographer and now four years later five years later actually I'm I'm so grateful for for the experience and and um very interested I'm very interested in choreographing and um finding that fuse finding that fuse and finding that rhythm between movement and women's studies and what that means what that has to say to me, to the artists involved, to the people witnessing. Just finding that connection. Now, can you take me to, to have two questions before I forget, but can you take me to the first thing through a process? Or like how, how do you start a dance? Like how do you, how do you even start creating something? Um, if you mm -hmm. can take me to that. And then the second question is uh, for those people that are not able to go to college because X, Y, and Z, uh, money, 
um, well, money will be one of the first things, you know, just like being raw and honest here, the U.S. is very expensive um, as far as education. So for those people, uh, what would be your advice? Like, what would you, is there another path for that? So, you know, my first question was about the process. Second question about advice, recommendations, or alternative paths. You know what? I'm going to answer your second question first, so I don't forget. Uh, but, but I will say, one thing you can totally do, um, because art school is, it is extremely pricey, and I do understand. Uh, one thing that is a smarter way of doing it is, if you have a home community college or a college that you want to go to, they your first two years. And then whenever you feel ready, once you've got done with your uh, general education courses, then if you feel, hey, I'm ready to move over, go ahead and make that transition over to the art school. That way you've already got done with your, you're done with your general ed courses. All you have to do is focus on your movement. Um, And then you'll be out in two years. You can also, another way is to really, really find those scholarships. Like scholarship goes a long way like a long, long way, find those scholarships, find those grants and see what works out for you. There's literally so many scholarships out there. And I wish I would have known that. Like going into school, I wish I would have known that um, and how to search for that. Because I didn't have that tool. Where I came from, I didn't have those tools. I didn't know (laughs) scholarships was a thing. Um, And I didn't know I could receive one. But really, there's so many online search search through your school that you're interested in, really call those advising, those admissions offices, call them up, um, really try to find the best um, payment and scholarship plan for you. Um, and then also, even if, if if you're like, hey, I just really can't, I just school whatsoever, I would find, find those people that you that you feel most related to, find those people that you're that you're interested in, that you almost view as like a mentor. Find those people, reach out to them, and I would say follow them, follow their journey as you create your own journey. Follow them and see what are those routes that they're taking. Yeah, school isn't always a thing that you have to do, um, but it is great. Uh, but follow that journey and and see see those things, take those things that you want to incorporate in your own. Take classes whenever you can or something like that. Um, and also try to get involved within community programs. Like, that's a thing also. If you, if you feel like, hey, I really can't afford, like, the studio where I can't afford school or anything like that, community is where it's at. Like, they always have your back at the end of the day. Community's got you. Um, go to your local park district. After school matters, whatever it is for you, I would reach out to those programs um, because they more than likely have affordable programs for you. Um, and then, I'm sorry, what was your first? The question? first question. No, I think that what you just answered for the second question was was great. I'm it, uh, mentors. Mentors, it's a great thing, and it goes along the way. And I think mentors, we always are looking for mentors. I'm always looking for who who who, who else can I follow? Who else can I learn from? Um, and I think that's right. very very powerful uh, because even if you're not in the even if I'm not you know if you're not in that field and in the dance world or whatever you can always find people to follow right um so thank you for that that was very powerful the first question was if you can take me um 
through your process. It doesn't have to be super detailed, but just like how do you start? How do you create um, a dance? Mm. You know, I, I think I'm still finding that. I'm still finding that and finding out what works for me, for the dancers, for everyone as a collective. And so um, on the project I'm working on right now, we actually started with a lot of reflection. Um, and it is a very much so a reflective piece. But we start off with a lot of journaling um, and collective conversation. And then from there, we we use those prompts and those writings and we create um movement from that yeah where does that originate from we create movement from that writing um or like one day i would come in and i'll be inspired by i would look back on the continent i'll be inspired by something and i, and I might come in with a phrase right mm-hmm. or something like that it's 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 um something that i'm still figuring out and i thought going into choreography i was like yeah i could have this music together like i could have this and that everything has to be together first day so we can like create this dance and it's like it's in the, it's a journey it's a journey you breathe through it um and you work collectively and individually within it so um i would say i definitely know for sure i work with a lot of reflection a lot of journaling um a lot of collaborative and individual individual work for yourself what are the biggest challenges that you face? Oh, right now? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, studio space for sure. Um, but it's, it's working out. It's working out. But I think the challenge was how do I remain economically okay yeah. and find something that works for all of us so that we're not all traveling on one side of the sub or one side of the, the the city where everything is, or that we're going far over there or wherever it is. I wanted to go somewhere conveniently for all of us, right? And that's when resources come into play. Um, but that's a whole other story. But I wanted to have something convenient and accessible for all of us. Um, where we felt okay, where we felt safe, that it was a safe space for us all, and where I didn't feel like I was busting my pockets to get space, especially because I'm rehearsing two days in a week, um, and you add that up for a month, or actually three months, and it's like, I wanted to be okay with that. Um, That's definitely been a challenge, for sure, for sure. But I think research, research, and and utilizing the people around me has definitely helped me so much. Reaching out to people, hey, do you have any suggestions? Hey, can we do this? Hey, what works out for you, right? Utilizing those those people, like I said, those mentors, those people, it changed changed my life in one week, okay? <laughs> so I'm very much so grateful. And so now um, I have a place, I have a space where I feel like it's safe. I feel like we can work in there, and I feel like um, – it's it's convenient for all of us, um, and it, and it's not it's not tearing my pockets apart too bad. So, yeah, but that's definitely been a challenge, for sure. Now, what about um, what about how do you pick your your dancers or your movers? Um, I know something that we face a lot in the um, dance industry and the dance world is this constant rejection. But I think um, as dancers, and again, I'm generalizing because I'm talking from, from 
personal opinion and friends and acquaintances is this constant you know rejection that you go to an audition oh i didn't make it or i'm going to this audition you know mm-hmm. and it's a it's, it, it's it's good in a way because it makes us grow a lot and just like that's kind right. of kind that's that's kind of uh the way that life goes, like sometimes things are not going to go the way that we want them to go. Um, right. So how do you, you know, say for example, if there's like a dancer or someone listening to the podcast and, you know, how do you, how do you pick a dancer? How do you know that you want to work with this dancer? Mm. Well, yeah, I usually, I know that I want to work with someone if, I know their heart is in the right place, and if I know that they're accountable, I definitely know for sure I don't want to work with someone who's for sure not going to come to rehearsal, not going to be on time, not consistent, like using time not wisely. Um, so, yeah, I the first thing is I know a lot of people look for they look for the work being built or they look for a technique or they look for this image. But for me, the first thing that's on my criteria list is are you accountable? Are you actually in this, right? Can I count on you for this work? Is this the, or maybe it's like, oh, yeah, you're really accountable. I know you can do this, but is this the right work for you is the question, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's, it's all about who it is and their, and their personality, who they are. If they're accountable, can I work with them? And then um, I, usually, I usually work with people who have seen their work before, mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I work with a lot of people who I have relationships with. Um, and a lot of times I work with, um, people who I've actually been in work with, right? So I've actually been in pieces or different, uh, performance works with. Um, but it's more so about your personality. I want to work with someone who I know can take this work far, right? Who I know will be able to see the vision, who I know that will be able to like manifest and make this vision come to fruition. Uh, and that's like number one for me, for sure. That's great. Great to hear that. Yeah. It's a, um, accountability. I think it's something very important, you know? Right. It's like, you can, you can be the best dancer ever with the best image, but at the end of the day, if I can't count on you, then that's like, it's not right. It's not, it's not the right way to go. Now, can we, um, can you talk a little bit more about, because I know you, you're teaching, you teach gymnastics, and you also teach dance. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, yeah, can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, from the, you know, what do you like the most from that? Or, like, what, what's the biggest challenge mm-hmm. there? Um, yeah, for sure. So uh, for the past two, almost three years, I've been working, I've been teaching gymnastics at the Little Gym of Chicago, um, which I very much love so so much. And one thing I will say about the Little Gym is that, or basically everywhere, everywhere that I teach, I also teach dance uh, through the company that I work for, Red Clay Dance. I teach throughout their educational track, um, which brings me, most of the time, it brings me closer to home. It allows me to bring opportunities back to the south suburbs, um, which is something that I'm very interested in. And so all of these experiences, I would have to say, like, creating the relationships with those children is, like, the most rewarding thing ever, for sure. Um, just being able to create those relationships 
Uh, and then also being able to see like where they come, where they come from, like seeing them on the first day, and then seeing them at the end, at the season finale, like yeah, just to be able to see that progress, like wow, you took these many steps and you're here now, like that's that's so rewarding. Like, quick story: the other day, I came, uh, I work at a studio called All About Dance, and I went there for camp, and I walked in the door. And my face just dropped because me and the girl were standing at each other. And I was like, what? It was someone who I taught before at the little gym. So funny. Um, and we were just like, wow. Just to be able to create those experiences. She like was that. your student? As- yeah, she was my student. But at the little gym is gymnastics. Right. And she came. Dance she was there for camp for camp at, at all about dance and I was just like what you're here and we just like held each other um and then she proceeded to like draw me with <laughs> it's just like it's just like experiences like that that's just what I look for and to be able to let them know like hey yo it's all a choice you can do anything with your life you can you can the possibilities are endless that and to be able to tell them that it's just like great that's awesome now do you ever think about do you ever think about um, movement and science, or that's something that you're not interested in? You said movement. And yes, um, uh, because my question is more so because you you work with um, you know you teach gymnastics um, for little right. girls, right? Little girls and little boys, or just little girls? And Both. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So the I don't know. Is there a lot of injuries? Um, do you mm. do you ever you know when you're teaching or when you are moving yourself? Do you ever ask yourself what's going on with my bones? Like what's going on with my muscles? Or that's something that you're like, no, I'm just gonna keep going and kind of just experience the idea, not necessarily thinking about what's inside mm. your body. You know what's funny? That is so interesting that you mentioned that because I've never. I've never thought about that, but it's so interesting. I'm always that person where I'm like, it's kind of horrible, but I'm always that person where I'm like, push through, push through. But then I'm like, on the other hand, I'm like, what's actually happening uh, inside my body? Like, am I dying right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I'm always that person. And, and it's it's from generations back. Like, it's from my mother. It's from her mother's mother. Like, it's what's instilled within us. And that's something that I'm constantly reflecting on. It's, like, that that resilience, but also um, that that will to keep pushing and keep po- constantly thriving and keep moving and bent. Um, but I have to reflect on, like, um, when are those moments where I actually have to, like, stop? When are those moments when I have to breathe? And so that's very interesting that you mentioned that. I'm always the, I'm always in a, in a place of, of continuously making things happen. Yes. As the journey unfolds, continuously, continuously moving forward versus like, versus like investigating within it. And so that's an interesting place to be. Now, have you ever faced any injuries? Have you ever had any injuries? No? Um, you know, I haven't had a lot, but I've definitely had a sprained knee. Um, and I've also had like an injury to my Achilles. Like, mm-hmm. 
not my Achilles, but my heel, more so my heel. I had an injury there like about a month and a half ago. Um, but yeah, not so many, not too many. My body like pushes. Through. Isn't it? That's 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 awesome though. I mean, it, that's super interesting. I was just thinking about that the other day because I'm I'm very passionate about movement and science and just you know, just like what's going on with my muscles. And I was just like doing something the other day um, on rehearsal. And I'm like, I wonder, you know, if I were to tell someone else from the street, hey, could you do this? That I, could you do the, the thing that I just did? And I was thinking, mm, maybe that person would be like, oh, no, or oh, no, I'm going to injure myself. And it's crazy mm. to think that as a dancer, as a mover, the awareness that we have with mm -hmm. our bodies, it's fascinating. Without yeah. necessarily knowing, without necessarily knowing, okay, this is what's going on with my muscles. This is what's going on with my bones. You know, it's just like, this is what's going on inside my body. It's just crazy to, to think that we have that awareness of a, a proper perception of where we are and like what's going on with our bodies. Mm -hmm. so, it's so interesting. So it's just fascinating that, you, that, you know, that you mentioned that, that you said you keep keep moving, keep pushing, keep thriving. So I think it's, you know, very, very interesting. Yeah, something that I'm, I'm investigating. I'm going to investigate more. Now, um, I know that um, you have a couple of performances coming up. Can you talk yeah. a little bit more about those uh, performances? I know you have two coming up. Well, actually, three if we count the one from Ground Rhythm Dance Project. Um, yeah. so if you can, if you can tell uh, everyone a little bit more about those three performances that you have coming up and uh, what can they expect uh, from it, just like without giving too much attention. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. So August twenty sixth, August twenty sixth, that's a Sunday at seven p.m. We'll be having. Um, There's a company by the name of Catalyst Movement, um, led by Leah Christina, and she's putting on um, an evening, an evening of collaboration, an evening of work. So you see different performers creating work um, and allowing it to be manifested within a very personal, intimate space with other artists and people who love to see work. Um, the evening is queer based, even though it's queer based. The artists are queer. Um, it is welcome to all audiences and all people. Um, And so that particular night, August 26th, I'll be showing an excerpt of the work I'm currently working on called Bellow, Gathering Claiming, which is a work myself and Noel are currently working on a duet together. Um, and it's very dear to my heart. This is my first evening length interdisciplinary work. Um, and I'm very excited about that. It's, it's like I said, this year I've been doing a lot of reflection. I've been doing a lot of journaling. And so this work is that. This work is not only individual journeys, but it's a reflection of those things that that intertwine, those intersecting, those those constant intersecting journeys. Um, when you speak about women, then you speak about women of color. You speak about women of color with different backgrounds, right? You speak about all these things, these um, rules of engagement. Right? How are we supposed to react and respond to one another? How are we supposed to engage with one another and what that means on stage? Right? There's so many things that go into play. And so I've been working on, I'm, I'm creating a piece called Bellow Gathering Claiming. And that will be presented 
a one-night-only show, Sunday, September 16th at 7.30 p.m. That's going to be at Lynx Hall, 311 North, what is it, Western yeah, Avenue? I think it's the Western, yeah. And then the last performance is I'll be performing in the company I work with, Ground Rhythm Dance Project. We'll be performing um, a three-nighter, September 7th, 8th, and 9th at Lynx Hall. So, 7.30. So we got August 26th, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then my personal show will be one night or Sunday, September 16th at 7.30. Which I'm so and that's for. also at Lynx Hall? Okay. Yes, they're at Lynx Hall. And then, I'm sorry, the one on August 26th is at Outer Space. And then the two, September 7th, 8th, and 9th, and my show, September 16th, will be at Lynx Hall. Great. What can we expect about your solo Oh, so this work that I'm working on, it, it'll be a duet, including myself and another dancer. Her name is Noelle Awadala. And so the work is very much so a reflective piece. And so we'll be working with a lot of journaling, a lot of um, storytelling, a lot of natural rhythms in the body, a lot of unveiling, right? a lot of unfolding, a lot of uh, just, just recalling and reflecting on who we are where we were, what are we a product of, where will we be, right? How do we unveil all of these things that create governing over our bodies, and how do we reclaim that governing for ourselves? How do we activate and become of our self-agency? So we're going to do a lot of reflecting. There's also an installation. So we'll have an installation that you'll be able to engage with prior before the actual performance. Um, and I'm very, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. It's my first interdisciplinary evening length work, and I'm very excited to be working with Noelle on this. Um, Catalyst Movement will be presenting it, um, and it'll be a link to and I'm very excited. I'm, I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going. I have to write it on my calendar. Uh, yes. So, so yes. Um, perfect. So I'm going to make sure to, to write that in the notes, too, so that people can, whoever is in Chicago, can attend those performances. Um, yes. And, yes, I mean, I want to acknowledge you for all the things that you do right now. Um, you know, as a dancer, as a teacher, and as a person. Because, you know, we, we've known each other maybe for, like, a couple of months now. I'll say through a couple of months. Yeah. Yes. But it's just, you know, I think I, we knew you before, but I don't think we knew. knew maybe I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe we knew each other from college, but never, never yeah. had an actual conversation after. Right. You think so? I mean, I cannot remember, but I, I, I think that it might be. <laughs> but I do. I, I, I mean, I do. When I, when I first started, you know, like when I met you for rehearsals and grounded in dance project, I was like, she is, you're so genuine, like very, very, you know, I can tell by the couple, you know, just, I, I've known you for a couple of months now, but it's just like, <laughs> I can tell that you have a good heart and, and, and I, um, respect your, your, your passion and the drive that you have for, with all the things, for all the things that you do. Um, so I want to definitely acknowledge you for that. And I'm looking forward for those uh, performances coming up. So thank you. Thank now, you. And so I want to ask you two more questions before uh, we finish the yes. podcast. My first question is, 
did you move today? Oh, yes, I did a lot of movement. Um, really quickly, I had a very moving day, a long day. Um, I actually met up with someone um, to talk about some things for the project. Mm -hmm. And then I took a stroll for myself. I took a stroll just because it's a very nice day, and I feel like I needed to be outside. You, you know when you have those days and you're like, I feel like I really need to be in sunlight. I really need to be within people, right, among people. And so um, I just took a stroll down, down and just had a moment for myself. Um, and then here I am now, and I'll actually be doing another stroll, right? Great. That's, so. that's, that's awesome. The second thing that I want to ask you is a question that I ask all the guests in my podcast. If yes. you can answer this question maybe in like one to three sentences, what's movement for you? Ooh, movement. Uh, movement is captivating. Movement is full of breath, full of liveliness. And movement is transferable and transformative. Powerful. Where can we find you on social media? Marcia Lene. So if you find me on Facebook, um, I have an artist page, or you can actually find me on my regular page, um, also as well as Twitter and Instagram. Marcia, M A R C E I A, Lene, that's L Y N N E with an accent, a goop, or an accent mark. Yes. <laughs> Marcia. Perfect. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share before we finish the podcast? You know what? I have to share this because I, I wanted to mention it earlier. But for anyone who may come in passing, who may be at Columbia, who may just witness this lady. Okay. If you come across Maya Shunarain, you must engage with her. You must. If you're at Columbia, you have to take her classes. Life, life, like seriously, life changing um i met her in the women and gender studies department and she teaches um psychology of women she's also a practitioner she's um i believe she's a a trauma therapist out here in chicago so if you if you ever ever run into her maya shooting range she is a force she is a force and she she is something something to engage with amazing perfect so they can find her at columbia is that professor Yes, professor. Her name is Maya Shunarin. She teaches psychology of women, and she's also a, um, a trauma therapist. Perfect. Awesome. So, guys, check that out. Marcia, thank you very much for being here. Um, and, guys, if you haven't moved today, you still have a couple of hours, and I'll see you in the next episode. Yes, thank you.